Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from the NBC Sports Network and Racer.com, it is Robin Miller. Welcome to the show, Robin. Steve, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. So, who's the, who's the big money on this uh, today in college football? Uh, I wish I had Army plus whatever they were getting. They're beating Michigan straight up. Uh, Boy, yeah, tough tough times for uh, Harbaugh. We, lo- we love that here in Badger country. Yes, we do. I was going to say, you guys got to love that score. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. So how, is, is IU going to have a football team this year? No, God, no. <laughs> I had to ask. IU, IU should, they, they should they should have folded football 30 years ago and just put all that money towards something else. Saved everybody a lot of problems, and, you know, they're not – Nobody goes to IU to play football, sadly. Although they do have a really good running back, uh, and they they've had a couple guys, uh, Coleman and Howard, made it in the NFL. I mean, they've had some right. talented players, and you know Purdue, they've got probably the most exciting player and more in the offense, uh, offensively in, in college football. But you know, I mean, they're not very good either. So uh, everybody at IU and Purdue always says, "Wait till basketball season." Mm-hmm. That's certainly true. Uh, IndyCar t- uh, season coming down to the wire. Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, and uh, Simon Pagano. Uh, New- Newgarden is definitely in the catbird seat at this point. Is uh, is this going to be a situation where he just has to stay out of trouble? I think so. I mean, he's if you look, he's led he's led the most laps this year. He's won the most races. You know, he's made a couple unforced errors, which are really uncharacteristic for him. So, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I, we we sat next to each other flying to Portland and talked for about three hours just about everything. And you know, I think I'm not sure you can be any more relaxed than he is. I mean, I know his his career safe, his job safe. He needs to win the Indy 500 to keep the captain happy. But you know, I just think uh, the most important thing is is that Joseph knows that uh, he's got the best team, the best pit stop. some of the best engineering, and I, I, he's got so much confidence in himself. So I, I really. I don't see him. I don't see how anybody's going to beat him. I really don't. And Alexander Rossi uh, re-upping with Andretti. Uh, you know, he he had an option for Penske. He he turned him down. How surprised were you by that? Well, I was because I thought I said all along, Steve. I thought he understood. Uh, you know, it, it just the, the thing with this this team is his. Andretti is his. He goes to Penske. He's a fourth. He's a fourth spoke in a wheel. Not that it's not a great wheel, but yep. you know the team. And I think he had a little sense of loyalty to Andretti and Herta and Honda because they gave him a chance when nobody else did. So uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, I, and I kept saying the best thing that happened to racing is uh, you know just the fact that we don't disrupt the balance of power. And the way it is now is is that you've got. You know, you've got Ganassi with, with Dixon and, and, and Felix Rosenquist, and you've got 
Andretti with Ryan Hunter Ray and and Brocky, and you got the, the Team Penske threesome. So I, I I just think that's great, you know. What well, what's the mood in the paddock? You know, you had the Pocono race and and Portland where you had some, I guess we could call them unforced errors, uh, driving errors that you know cost a lot of money. And you know, let's be honest, ruined a lot of cars and, and could have been a lot worse. But uh, it's certainly frustrating what happened in the first lap at Portland. Uh, what's the mood in the paddock? I mean, there, there was some finger pointing at, at Pocono at Sato, and then of course he he came back and redeemed himself. But uh, what 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 are you hearing in, around the paddock? Well, I mean, I I I mean, we were running around after. I haven't talked to anybody. I mean, there's no you don't need to point fingers at Graham and Hunter Ray. They both accepted the blame because it was mm-hmm. so obvious it was their fault. You know, I mean that. It's just, it makes IndyCar look so, you're on national television, and the first 10 laps are run at 80 miles an hour under the, behind the pace car. It's just so unnecessary. So my suggestion is, just go back to starting the race. Don't use the chicane to start the race next year. Just let them run all the way down to turn one, get sorted out, and then use the chicane on lap two. That's a good idea. There you go again, making sense again. How dare you? No, I mean, <laughs> uh, the old days of Portland, see, that there was no chicane. Yeah, just that's such true. A fast right-hander that said, "Man, we don't know. This is too fast. We got to try something different." So, I'd say that uh, then IMSA did it for a long time. IMSA ran that. I think IMSA might might still be doing that. You, they don't use the chicane at the start. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you're trying to get everybody through the first lap. I just, I don't know. You can't. I mean, Hinch said after the race, he goes, "Hey, Graham wasn't going to make the first turn if there was no cars there. He was going. He was." Going 45 miles an hour too fast, he was on the inside. There was no way to turn. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. You know, you just wonder what guys are thinking about. I think one of the surprises this year have certainly been, well, uh, one was expected, which was Felix Rosenquist, but the other, kind of a little bit unexpected, was Santino Ferrucci, how good he's looked, and uh, two talented rookies in IndyCar this year. Well, I think, and I think, you know, Holt Hurt has certainly been uh, I mean, that's three of the most talented rookies you're ever going to see. And Erickson's done a really nice job also. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's been a good year for, for first-year drivers. And, uh, you know, I, I hope they all come back. I, I think Erickson's got some money, and uh, I think he'll end up somewhere. I'm not sure where. But, you know, I mean, if you got $3 million in the paddock, you're going to find a ride. And he's, I tell you what, he's, been very, he's done a really good job on the ovals, which he'd never even seen before. And the, the, the 88 car next year, it, it's – Going to basically be maybe perhaps a name change, but uh, all the powers to be are going to be together in the paddock side. Well, it's going, to be a fifth, it's going to be a fifth Andretti car, and I don't know how many of the parting guys. I think some of some of them have been offered jobs already to, to stay. Okay. I hope it's a good little team, you know. But Nathan O'Rourke is the uh, he's the catalyst there, the engineer. He's probably he's one of the three brightest engineers in the paddock, and he's really really helped. You know, I mean, he's helped Colton, and he's helped the whole team. I mean, he's the guy's really sharp. So, uh, as long as Colton can stay with Nathan, I think he'll be fine. I think the other intriguing car, and hopefully it'll be full time next year, is uh, is the Meyer Shank Racing car with Jack Harvey, who got totally screwed in that uh, deal at at Portland. What, where, where are they going to be? Who, who are they going to be affiliated? You think next year with? Well, I think they're trying Andretti. Uh, um, and, and then maybe if Andretti doesn't work out, I think Ganassi is keen to do a some kind of a, a program like that. 
and obviously Mike Shank, a class guy, and Harvey's done a fine job. So, that you know, it'll be a Honda team, and those are the two options, I think. Right. And then uh, EJ Foyt Racing, of course, you know, big news with ABC Supply, but you look back at at the sponsors he's had, this doesn't happen very often. You had Jim Gilmore for so long, and then uh, U.S. Tobacco in Copenhagen, and then, uh, um, you know, ABC Supply. And they're just going to support the the fourteen and the four card Indianapolis. Well, what 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 do we see with uh, Foyt coming up for twenty twenty? Well, I don't, I don't think they have any idea who's going to drive the car. And you know, and AJ called me last week. I sit in the parking lot of Portland because I've been trying to get a hold of him to, to nail down this ABC story. And he said, you know, they're going to be back to sponsor the fourteen card Indy, and they've been great to us, and we haven't done a very good job for them, and. Um, you know, he was kind of concerned about it, but I think he's already working on. I think, I think he's already got another, at least one sponsor in the hopper. So I think he'll be fine. He says he's going to run two cars, and that's good because that's exactly, we you know, we can't be losing Foyt. And everybody's right. like, "Yeah, oh, who cares?" Well, you know, because you go to the races. I mean, he's still the biggest thing we got. Yep. And he's, you know, if you can't afford to lose two cars, and Larry Foyt's a young guy, it's his team basically, and. You know, they just they just got to get a handle on whatever it is that ails them because they were they were fairly competitive at Pocono. They come on, had quick time in practice, and they didn't. De- they they you know they got they got a lucky yellow at Gateway, but Tony did a good job. I mean, you know, I'd like to see he he wants to have a farewell tour, but I don't know where else he can go if he just doesn't stay with AJ. Yeah, it's it's. Boy, it'll be interesting to see what happens there because, uh, I mean, you wonder if, you know, yeah, Kanan maybe just doing a one-off at Indy next year, is that something that he would, you know, I mean, I think he'd rather do it be in a more competitive car at Indy just to do the one race and then maybe do IMSA or who knows what else. Well, that's what I said. I said I would go find the best Indy car, go to Chip and say, I want to, or Mark Michael, go to somebody like that. He wants to finish with a Honda. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much his. Go to one of those guys and say, I'll, I'll come up with a sponsor, but let me have one last great shot at Indianapolis. And that would be a great way to retire, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think he has a, a, a lot of racing uh, left in him. I mean, especially you look from a physical point of view, you know, he shouldn't be going anywhere. And, and you look at drivers like, you know, Scott Pruitt and that. I mean, Scott Pruitt left IndyCar but drove another 20 years, it seems like, in IMSA. So I, I don't – he got a lot of miles ahead on, on that body. Thing that is, other than Scott Dixon and Bourdais, road racing and street racing is a young man's game, and and TK's strength has always been on ovals. You know, even though mm-hmm. he's a road racer by trade, uh, his strength was always on ovals. So, going go, making making your last race at Indy, that would be, that, I think that would be ideal. I totally agree. So, uh, with Robin, uh, with this long season. You know, I, I, I'm i down in Indianapolis a lot during, during you know, the spring and summer and that. I don't get down. I get down for PRI and that. But, I mean, what is what the off-season for IndyCar? Explain it to the, the, the listeners, please. Well, I don't know that they're – it's way too long. It's six mm-hmm. months, six and a half months, and, you know, you fall off the map. So you've got to – I mean, they've got to get creative. And how, how do you keep – you know, how do you keep IndyCar and, the, you know, how do you keep people aware of what's going on? I mean, it, you know, other than the drivers going to simulators and, and maybe run, running a Rolex and running Sebring, there's not, there's not much for them to do. And the teams, 
it's the same car, so what do you do? You, I mean, you can refine it a little bit and polish it, but until you get the new chassis, and the, and, and I think next year with, you know, we're probably going to be a little busy in the wintertime if everybody gets their, if, if they get the aero screens delivered by December, then they're, that'll, they'll spend the next couple months, you know, trying to make sure they've got a handle on what those are going to be like, because I think it's going to change the handle of the race car. It's going to add 50 pounds to it, or 70 maybe, 70 pounds. So that'll be... I think that'll be the winter project for most teams. But in terms of just people trying to identify with IndyCar and pay attention to them and what are they doing and where are they going, you've just got to have, you know, you've got to have uh, some kind of a, a, a an open house like NASCAR used to do during mm-hmm. the middle of the winter here in Indianapolis and make it free for the fans and give out hats and shirts and have the drivers be there all day to sign autographs. You've got to have some goodwill. And IndyCar is a friendly paddock, and it's it's it, it's great access for the fans. But in the winter time, you've got to think outside. You've got to figure out something to do. Yeah, I mean, you you look at what the NFL has been able to do. You know, they're they're a twenty four seven, twelve month a you know twelve months a year sport, and they've made done that quite well with you know, especially with with, with all the the preseason or, or the the testing down at the at the dome by you guys in the spring and, and everything in the draft and whatnot. So they, 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 they get their name in, in the, in the uh, paper and the IndyCar, it's tough, you know, especially, I mean, I was just an example, I think with John Forrest last, last week, you know, winning the U S nationals, there wasn't much media about that. I mean, I was hearing stuff on Facebook and that, but from the regular media that you see on TV and there, there's hardly a blip on that. I'm kind of curious from your point of view, with with the U.S. Nationals, I know I know I know our friend uh, Dave Dave Scoggin has 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 very powerful uh, opinions on this, but I mean, what 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 what? How much does the U.S. Nationals and even the Brickyards, you know, down there this week? How how is that being handled with the with the media in Indianapolis? Well, there wasn't one word in the Indianapolis Star today about the Brickyard Four Hundred. Wow, not a word, not a picture, not a story, not an ad, nothing. So they're going to have about 20,000 people at the Speedway on Sunday, and it's going to look like a tire test because nobody cares. But it's, 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 it's unbelievable that the Indianapolis Star used to be the, the paper of record for motorsports, and it's, 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 it's just so pathetic how it's fallen and how, how so few people that, I mean, the Brickyard 400, not one word on Saturday about the Brickyard 400. Not a word. Yeah, and uh, it's it's kind of you know it's it's interesting. It's certainly a different world out there in the media side. I mean, you can go to racer dot com, of course, who does an excellent job, and you guys cover a lot of you know a lot of angles and a lot of different things with uh, motorsports in general. But yeah, the 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 old guard, so to speak, is is certainly uh, has a lot to, a lot to be desired, don't they? Well. And there was, and you know, the crowd at the Nationals on Monday was not very good at all. It was, I mean, from what I could see on television, and they had a story about the winners finally. But you know, there's since Jimmy Yalo left and and took the Colts seat. I mean, if they don't have a racing rider, mm-hmm. and they've had different people. I mean, I think Dave Coleman's covering the, the Brickyard uh, for for the Star this weekend, and that's great. But there was. They didn't have him do a story today. I mean, it's the day before the Brickyard 400, and there's not one word in Indianapolis Star. It's 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 my. I mean, I've had 50 emails today. People are like, 
can you believe this, Miller? The Indianapolis Star, there's nothing about, you know, I mean, yeah, I can believe it. It's, it's a rag. It's, a, it's an embarrassing newspaper. It's become such an embarrassment. We're talking to Robin Miller on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Robin, what's the latest coming up at, in uh, Racer Magazine from you? Uh, I don't know. I think we're doing. I don't. Not sure we're doing it in the magazine or they're doing it on the website. But we're they're honoring the form of the Ford 50 years of form of the Ford racing. And I know Paul Page is going to be the MC, and it's going to be at Elkhart Lake. Uh, That's so next we're all, week. We're all kind yeah. Of, yeah, we're all kind of chipping in and just doing different stories about what we did with Formula Ford. It's kind of fun. Um, and you know, I think Marshall and I have a video about silly season that's going to be this week that we did after Portland. Which people better pay attention. Better pay attention to. We're, we're, we've been pretty right here the last. Our 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 batting our batting average is pretty good. Interesting stuff. Oh, and then Richmond too. Richmond coming back on the calendar, uh, basically replacing Pocono, which supposedly had the. I mean, was on on the calendar. Am I hearing that right? Or there's is that just no? Is that Let me spin something about Pocono? Pocono didn't want anything to do with IndyCar after last year. That they didn't have any interest in bringing IndyCar back. Then NASCAR kicked them to the curb and cut their cut them back to one weekend. Then they started calling IndyCar. Well, IndyCar was already down the road with Richmond, so I don't want to hear all this whining and moaning about oh poor Pocono they got left behind. They didn't they didn't get left behind. They didn't care until uh oh we don't have an air race, we don't have an IndyCar race, and we've only got one NASCAR race. We got to figure out something to do on the weekend. So. You know, I think that's what happened, and I don't. And I think Richmond will be five times a better show and, and a much better crowd. And I think Dennis Bickmar will do a lot, much better job of promoting it. Even Mario admits the Pocono race was poorly promoted every year. Very good, Robin. Thank you as always. Uh, we're running out of time. Right. Otherwise, I'd bring up a. I'd have you give us a, a Lee Kuzman story, but uh, we'll save that for next time. Okay, Steve. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, Robin Miller in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.